If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Coming up on Podcast Unlocked, episode 395, it's our E3 predictions. Our annual tradition will uh, predict what we think Microsoft is going to do at E3 2019. Plus, the next Call of Duty is imminent, and the name of it seems to have gotten out. We'll talk all about that. Plus, Dead Island 2, apparently not dead, which is surprising to us. We'll talk about all that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. Of course, by we, I mean Ryan McCaffrey and Miranda Sanchez. Hello, it's just us. And no one else. <laughs> We've, Brandon Tyrell is uh, is neck deep in scheduling hell. Yep. It is a sword that he nobly falls on for the entire team. Thank you, Brandon. We appreciate your hard work. <laughs> we really do, because the reality is with a, with a team and a, and a sort of effort of the size that IGN puts forth, it, it just wouldn't work if four people were trying to manage the schedule. Yeah, would especially just... like if we were all booking our own appointments for E3, it would just be absolute chaos. Like There yeah. has to be that one point person who gets shoved in a room for like two months. It's like, just figure out all of yeah. E3 quests. Everything Thanks. goes through them so that nothing's overlapping. <laughs> yep. That means we have, to, we have to actually put Brandon in like a hermetically sealed, like bulletproof Pope mobile kind of box so that nothing happens to him. Pretty much. It's like, you know the schedule. You gotta you gotta stay alive until <laughs> okay. at least three. If he gets sick or if anything happens to him, we you are gotta, screwed. Yeah, it's like please please be okay. I mean, of course, anyway, aside from scheduling E3, but you know, um, I remember before we used to put the person who was scheduling E3 literally in a meeting room like in a meeting room for a month. Yeah. They were not allowed to come out. And they just had papers everywhere. It was like chaos. <laughs> Somehow Brandon's avoided that, and he's still just sitting at his desk across from him like, hey, Brandon, uh, how's E3 playing But don't going? bother him. Yeah, yeah except then I'm like, hey, uh, you want to get me on this appointment? That would be great. <laughs> so that's kind of the benefit of sitting yeah. in person scheduling. So as of recording here, we are less than two weeks mm-hmm. from – actually, technically, we're two weeks from the official start of E3. Yes. it's Two weeks from – Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. 
it's two weeks and one hour from right now is when what? the show floor opens <laughs> as we record this. It's always weird to think about it that way because E3 technically starts when the show floor opens. And so people are like, well, when's E3? is like, doesn't it start earlier than that? Um, and E3 technically doesn't include the press conferences. They are part right. of E3, but they are not part of like official E3 timing dates because yes. it's, it's more about the show floor for those dates. Yeah. The but E3 we before E3. Yeah. We all know. The real E3. The big stuff happens before. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, uh, if all goes well, we'll have, we'll be honestly two thirds done with E3 by the time the show floor actually opens. Yeah, yeah. We'll still be going to see and play and write up previews of stuff, but we'll have seen, played, heard about, wrote about a lot of it already. Yeah, that's one of the nice things is that a lot of the conferences um, have their own kind of show afterward for people who attended to go play the games sometimes um, and kind of get uh, more of that time for hands-on so then you just run back to your hotel and start writing as much fast as you can sort of deal. So Yeah, you and I will be in attendance at the Microsoft Showcase mm-hmm. which is the event following the E3, the Microsoft press briefing. Yes. Which is they, they got it set up the same way they did last year so uh, we'll go down there. It's this, it's in the same spot. It's on the stage. It's on the at least if, at least it was last year. Yeah, that, it was on the literal stage. We were talking about that how it threw us off because we thought they were going to do some big battle royale announcement yes. because they had so many stations set up <laughs> and it wasn't that at all. It was just set up for later. <laughs> set up for later, exactly. Plenty of kiosks. So um, yeah, the, the really for for those of you listening to this podcast that care about Xbox, mm-hmm. the the. Sunday is Sunday and Monday are going to be probably the, your two biggest days as Xbox fans mm. in the sense of Sunday being the briefing, Sunday night the showcase. We're, we'll play stuff. We'll be writing things Sunday night, and then uh, probably just pick up the pieces on Monday morning if necessary as well. So, yep. um, yeah, those are going to be the probably two biggest Xbox days, and then you can kind of settle into a normal E3 rhythm. After that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's going to be good. I look forward to it every year. It's I, I describe E3 as being, or at least as covering E3 as being kind of in the eye of a hurricane. Oh, absolutely. Where there's yeah things I know every year something like stuff gets announced, like on on uh, Major Nelson's the Inside Xbox thing, and I don't hear about it because yep. we're there and we're at the the eye of the hurricane and there's all this noise in the around us that's like well I can't make heads or tails of that I'm I'm too busy doing like trying to stay alive yeah it's like you can only focus on so much and that focus is so intense that everything else just flies past you and it's fine yeah like someone else will get it it's fine so that is sort of the irony is um I mean oh I've I've missed one e3 ever Oh. Uh, in my career, in my career, not not I'm not quite old enough to have been to every right. E3, but since I've been doing this professionally, so this will be my I guess 16th E3, uh, and one year I had to stay home because it was the economy had turned south, mm-hmm. you know, and was it 2008? So yeah. it's the 2009 E3 I didn't go to because uh, my my employer at the time um, they did they basically just had to cut costs and try and be as as frugal as possible so only one person per staff oh my gosh got to go to e3 and i i did not get to go that Our, is a lot of work <laughs> yeah well it's you know it just sort of was it was just the reality of the time yeah. you know, that was a really tough time there were you know they were doing everything to avoid layoffs and right. you know it was it was what it was and i was bummed not to go but i was happy to have a job that's the most important <laughs> part you know 
Road E3 is great, but having a job is a yeah. little bit more important. So I watched that E3 from home. That was uh. the one, since since I've been in the, the business here, it's the one time I've watched it from the outside, from outside the hurricane, from like <laughs> a safe distance from, st- uh, you know, a whole, like hundreds of miles away. And yeah, like it was, it was very different following along with E3 from outside. It was arguably easier. So it's like the IGN audience, you guys listening to this, you're you're in great shape. You know, there is, it is fun to be there. Don't get me wrong, but you got you get to you won't miss anything by because you'll just you go to ign.com/e3. Mm-hmm. That's our sort of E3 hub page. It's there. It actually it's alive all year long, but it only gets used really for. Yeah, a like week could, or two a year. You can check it other times, <laughs> you but you're not, not going to see much new things there. Yeah, so bookmark that if you haven't already. And, of course, the homepage is is certainly the a good spot to go to as well. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's you're going to catch everything there from our – it will be the total team effort, you know, because I'm feeding into it, but not, not doing everything. You're feeding into it. Mm-hmm. You're not doing everything. Nope. IGN.com, all E3 long, starting uh, – well, I mean, I guess Saturday – because yeah. EA's got the EA Play. Yep. We'll be, uh, you'll be there, actually. I will be there. Yep. Yeah. I have to go down uh, the Friday before, so I will be down in LA, I think, for about a week. Have they publicly announced what's going on at EA Play? Yes, they've announced quite a few things. They're going to have Anthem, Sims, more on Star Wars. Yes. Um, what else they're updating? They're, of course, doing their sports, sports games. I'm not too sure. They haven't said anything about new stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars Jedi is just the big one that they're, I think they're leading with. And, and um, Apex Legends Season 2 stuff right. will be there. So there's plenty to check out. And, of course, I wanted to be there as soon as I said Apex. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be it'll be fun. A fun start to the show. For me, it's all about Jedi Fallen Order. So yeah. I actually will be – I will. This, this sounds like a super cheesy, like, self-promoting thing to say. But, no, I will be reading IGN because I'm going to be waiting <laughs> to see what you thought of Star Wars. Yeah, I yeah. Won't, I won't be there. I get in Saturday night to get right. ready for Microsoft on Sunday. So I won't be there for uh, for EA. Yeah, I'll be uh, writing like a mad person as soon as I get out of that appointment. Just like, yes. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so stay so, tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and then one more show. We'll be here next week mm-hmm. doing. We got one more podcast for you. A fair warning: it may very well be a very quiet episode next week. Yeah, we might just be uh, twiddling our thumbs a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, just the calm before the storm. I then mean, again, we, we say that, but there's been so much already. Like, there's there's leaks starting to happen. Like, mm-hmm. there's two Pokemon things before. And granted, not for our show, right. but you know, there are things starting to happen. I know Microsoft will keep a lot of their stuff close to their chest because obviously they're they're really gearing up for this year. Um, oh come on! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, so like they have a lot. Shit, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I love working with you, Ryan. You're the best. You're the best. Uh, so we just we have so much coming, and I think we're gonna be the one show that just gets to sit here and we're like, well, we gotta wait because our our show is gonna be the big one, and they're gonna have a lot to That's say. That's true. So we uh, that is we, true. We do get the calm episode before. We still need to find. Ends. I gotta actually. This is like just extemporaneous thinking out loud i gotta figure out a time for us to reconvene and actually do a podcast oh yeah yeah so that that (laughs) it's not on the calendar yet (laughs) that is a thing for this year like we do want (laughs) to do unlocked from e3 somewhere um i do like past episodes for different shows when we've just gotten very drunk and just recorded by a pool that's that's That's, fun that's sort of a yeah that's sort of a that's a different kind of show i think we want to sit down we're gonna button up a little bit more um (laughs) we have plenty to talk about i'm sure 
So. Yeah, th- those are that's a, that's those are casts of your. That's um, yeah, <laughs> not really my style, but to each their own, certainly. But yeah, maybe because um, Sunday night, I just worry that we're going to be we're going to have too much writing to do to get stuff yeah. to get all the Xbox stuff posted. So I wonder if Monday we can find it. What we'll to? Let's we'll see. Figure out figure it out after we get out of here. We'll talk to Brandon. Um, he'll know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is he is the the sage, the all knowing, all seeing sage. All right. On the topic of E3, we're far from done with that. Oh, yeah. It is time for our Xbox E3 predictions. Normally, there'd be more of them, but since there are only two of us, we don't have quite as, as many. Um, yeah, Brandon. So, by the way, congratulations, Destin. Yeah, congrats, <laughs> Destin. That's why he's not here. And then, uh, of course, Brandon already described why he's not here. So, And then Mark's, at a, Mark's out today. Yeah. So the, the bench is, uh, it's a, there's, there's no bench. Again, E3 time. Everyone's <laughs> just, it's just actual chaos at our office. So so. It's, <laughs> it's the Miranda and Ryan show. Yeah. Ah! Uh, now let's get it started with, well, ladies first, I'm going to let you kick it off. We'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll take turns here. What, what do you think is going to happen? Give me an Xbox E3 prediction, Miranda Sanchez. So I always go with safe ones. Oh, come on. I know. I'm boring. <laughs> so because, so I only wrote three safe ones and I yeah. try not to go into like more obvious ones because I want to leave room for other people to like kind of claim those as well. Okay. Um, so because we are going to have fewer people on the show, I'm going to make some like a few ones at the end. Good. All right. Uh, so the first one is definitely a safe one. I think we're going to get Halo Infinite story cinematic shown with the Xbox Scarlet announcement. And so kind of like in engine, it's like here it is. You yes. Know? Uh, I think when they revealed Guardians, or like Halo 5, they were doing, um, they, they did lead with the, the, the cloaked chief. Remember that? Right, yeah, like two years before. Yeah, and it was really weird. And that, of course, that never came up, back up again. Yeah. But after that initial tease, then they started getting into story stuff. And so I think this is the year that we're maybe going to get some story stuff. Gosh, even the even that, I didn't even realize, or maybe I just hadn't thought about it in a while. Even that cool cloaked teaser, even <laughs> that was part of the big marketing lie that was yeah. Halo 5. Man, the, the marketing goodness. up to Halo 5 was really good, it though. Was- it was just completely sure. disingenuous. Yeah, it's just it was like, so good, but so not the game at all. I anyway, really, I hope in like ten years or however much time it needs for to have some distance from that, that they want to tell the story of like what happened with that game and what story shifts they had to change because obviously they had a game in mind and the game that came out was not that game. There's probably a book that could be written. Yeah, about I want to know. Game. Like, yeah. what happened to the chief? <laughs> anyway, where's Blue Team? All right, so an infinite. So you think an actual. Like a, 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 a from the game. Yes. So not a, not a, you know, like last year we got the, the just engine, here's like what this, what we're going for tonally. Yeah. It was so, just the, the teaser reveal. Yeah. I think we're actually going to get like something close to a cutscene. Yes. For the story to kind of introduce like what we should expect from Halo Infinite. Running on the Anaconda to give a night to, so like, here, hey, here's Halo running on next gen. Yes. Get some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope Shit, you're yeah. right about that. <laughs> I hope you're right about that prediction. So uh, I'll stay on the Anaconda bent here, and I will go so far as to say that I think Microsoft will announce specs for it. And I, uh, but but that's the extent of of the details. I don't think we'll get a name, a price, or a release date. I think those are going to be for. E3 2020. Oh. But I do think here at E3 2019, they will they will lay a few cards on the table and say, you know, they're I think they will be it is on them to try and 
maintain this most powerful console ever marketing thing that they've latched onto, starting with the Xbox One X. So right. I think they'll say, "Here's what we're doing. Here's here's what's under the hood of this thing." We saw Sony do a little of that with the wired piece with Mark Cerny, mm-hmm. with uh, you know the SSD drive, and uh, I think they met, well they mentioned that it'd be you know capable of ray tracing. So. I think Microsoft will will take it a, a, a half a step further or a full step further and give some some actual detailed specs. You see, I really want them to announce it now. This full announcement <laughs> so that we get in spring next year, which would be kind of a weird that, now launch see, time. That's the kind of bold that's prediction that I'm looking for <laughs> see, in this I segment. Want. Yeah, so like this, <laughs> I, I, people were just like, "Oh, that wouldn't happen because this is." I'm like, "No, no, no." I don't care if it could happen. That's what I want to right. happen. <laughs> hey, Nintendo broke the mold yeah. by you know being the first major console, the Switch, to release outside of the fall time frame. And so that's what I'm thinking of. It's like if you don't have these big next-gen consoles going head-to-head, like give them a little bit of space. Like if Xbox gets out first, it only puts it in a better position, right? And I want to play Halo sooner than later. So. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – Let's talk about that for a minute yeah. because we we actually don't have a ton of other news stories to talk about. We've got nothing but time. I actually want to dig into that because that's a really interesting idea. Like, let's explore that. Like, what if Microsoft announces everything uh, and says this thing is and dates it and names it and puts a price on it and says it's out March something 2020. We're going to be the first ones out the door. Mm-hmm. Halo's a day one title and. And we're off to the races. I mean, you're suddenly we're in a situation where, sure, times are different, but we saw how well this worked for the 360 mm-hmm. versus, you know, they'd had a one-year head start, 11 months, on the PS3. And that there were so many great games that that you had to play. I mean, they were, they were great only on the 360 for that first year. Yep. You know, the Bioshocks, the Dead Risings, the uh, the... Oblivions, the Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighters, the Fight Night Round 3s, all of that stuff, you had to buy it. You had to have a 360 for that. Mm-hmm. And and if if what you're saying actually happened, and it's, it's not that you probably wouldn't necessarily see a ton of exclusive games because we're seeing this blurring of the generations. And, right. You know, there will be an Xbox One version of Halo Infinite. Microsoft has already said that. Mm-hmm. But the best, it will be a step above to go play it on the Anaconda for eight, nine months until Sony gets the PS5 out the door. Yeah, and I think that would just be a really good look for them. I mean, obviously, the Xbox One's definitely been behind the PS4 this entire generation. Sure. Like, that's not, that's nothing, no matter how much you love the Xbox, if <laughs> yeah. you're saying otherwise, then you're just being a little goofy. Um, and I think that would just be a, such a nice commitment to see them say, like, hey, we, we want to show you how much we care about this next gen, how serious we are about it, and we want to come first, and we're going to, you know, follow Nintendo's footsteps and release in, in the spring yeah. and do something really cool and get you guys a different time. And, and then they have, a, of course, lead time on next gen, which is just, would be awesome. Um, again, this is me thinking with my heart and not with necessarily my brain of like <laughs> That's okay. what they've done. But this is what I think would be really cool for them to do. And even if they do like wait and launch Halo in the fall, um, I know they would have like plenty of interesting you know launch games right. to go with it. I do think whatever the date is, Halo Infinite is is a day one title. That would make most sense for sure. I don't think yeah. there's any way that I think they learned their lesson. 
Well, really, it's the last two Xboxes have yeah. not launched, have, have launched without a Halo. Only the original Xbox did. Mm. And I think given how behind the eight ball Microsoft has been for the last five, six years, there's just no way that they will bring their biggest gun to the to the fight. I think also them calling this this Halo a spiritual reboot of the series and like invoking those original Halo feels like there's no way they don't try to match that up with the original Halo much as much as possible right you're so right like it just has to be so on parody that you know given that like letting us relive all of that again yeah um, yeah you're totally right and, and, I, and you know just again to entertain it a little more the, the other thing that a spring launch would do mm-hmm. is uh, help alleviate any supply uh, issues that that seem to happen with most console launches in the sense of maybe not not entirely alleviate but right. you know you get by launching it in the spring versus the fall you know you're you're just you're kind of you got your hardcore us yep. <laughs> that will be out there on day 1 but then the the masses uh, who still want it and and would be there you know, at, for looking for a holiday gift in the fall, mm-hmm. the diehards will already be taken care of in the spring and into the summer, and it, it would potentially uh, make for a, an easier, you know, uh, retail supply situation mm-hmm. in the fall when maybe PS5 comes out and maybe it has some supply issues in yep. the beginning, as most consoles do in the in the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So. I like Good where your point. head's. I I I think uh, I think your heart's in the right place. That much is, is certain. I think we've seen such a bigger emphasis on fall or spring releases that I think it could be entirely possible. Like I've, it's just weird looking at my my whole workflow over the past few years and how much it's changed. So like whenever we come back from you know December holiday and we're back in the office January February, usually it's a slow time. It's been picking up so much and yes. it does not stop. And then we get to E3 and it's like, well, we're still busy. <laughs> still going. And so the only dead time now is is actually summer, which even then it's starting to get some releases coming out. Not on Xbox, sadly. Yeah. Like Nintendo's got Mario Maker 2 yeah. and sort of so, like, a couple there, other things. There are but. things kind of peppered in there. Like it's still technically like the dead season, which is we need that. Um, but spring was also kind of dead for a long time. And so seeing it pick up even more and more, I mean, that that just proves it more for me. Like, yeah. Would justify it for me because I'm already busy then anyway. So just, just give me just give me the next <laughs> Xbox sooner, please. <laughs> I love it. Let's see. You never know. that. Now, that would be an ultimate E3 shocker if Microsoft yeah. came out and you know everyone's expecting them to say something mm-hmm. about next gen. But if they went out and just gave the whole... The whole dog and pony show with a spring date, you know that that would be a collective gasp. Oh yeah, in the absolutely. room, that would be cool to see. So yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go next. So my next prediction, um, I guess this is probably a reasonably safe one, but also you know, it's probably maybe a fifty-fifty probability if if I were putting odds on it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a game we've talked about here and there. It's it's Stunning. The original was great. Uh, we played and covered it at last year's E3 at mm-hmm. the Xbox Showcase. I, I had taken a demo and continue to be nothing but impressed with that game. There's literally no reason to think that game is going to be any less good than the tri- the fantastic first one. Yeah, it's absolutely shown well. Yeah. So I think, uh, given the radio silence we've seen on that game, plus the fact that it's fair to presume at this point that Gears 5 is the 
big fall title for mm-hmm. Microsoft. I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit, maybe not that far, and just say that Ori and the Will of the Wisps will release on Sunday at the conference. They'll do a, and it's out now thing. And it goes right, you know, Game Pass, get it right now. Yeah. So I think that could happen. I absolutely do too. I think uh, those it's out now release date reveals have been very, very popular and we've seen them do well every E3. And then I think we've also seen our editors like bring certain systems with them. Like, okay, if something comes out, I'm ready. <laughs> yep. so. Yeah, we've learned, we've <laughs> yeah. adapted. Yeah, and so I think it'd be really cool for them to jump on the train and do it too. It would be a, it is the living nightmare of our reviews editor, Dan Stapleton. It is the bane (laughs) of his existence when that stuff happens. Yeah, you just see his face, he's just like, ugh. (laughs) It's like, sorry, Dan, we're all excited, though. But he's on the San Francisco home team. He's not actually going, so he'll be better equipped to deal with it. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, stream him in for every conference so we just can, like, check (laughs) on his face. Yeah. How you doing, Dan? So we'll see. So you you think I'm, uh, you think I'm I'm not too far out in left field on that one? That's totally a fair prediction. All right. Well, we'll see. I hope so, because I, I just want to play that game. Yeah. It's, Me too. It's been a long time. It's been in the works for quite some while now. So, All right, Miranda, give me another one. Uh, this one's a fine prediction. It's okay. Uh, so, obviously, <laughs> we're going to hear more about Gears. Like, how could yeah, we not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think we will also get more information on Gears Tactics, but not Gears Pop. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That meeting with Gears Pop was a little weird, but I kind of felt, having rewatched the conference since, I felt kind of okay about it, just because it's like, hey, let's get this other kind of Gears branded thing out of the way. Let's show you, um, show you this, and then show you a little bit of tactics, and then yeah. move on to like our our meat, right? Like the the thing that they really want to lead with. <laughs> I just pictured you said meat, and we're talking about Gears. <laughs> I just somebody the other day, I don't even remember how or why, had posted. Uh, a little gif of remember the meat cube from the tech demo the gdc tech demo of gears 2 just yeah. that like bouncing cube of meat that if you poked it would like squish and stuff so you said meat and i thought of the meat cube just just tons of gears references today you know it's yeah, fine that's what we it's do on the brain yeah i mean you know we saw that we saw microsoft execute the the sort of multi skew uh announcement within Gears. We saw them execute it well at E3, and then we saw Blizzard really screw it up at BlizzCon with Diablo Immortal, where that should have been followed by Diablo 4 proper, and the rage would have have been (laughs) minimized. (laughs) But yeah, we saw Microsoft, you know, they gave us the fake out with the the Gears pop stuff, and then went into proper (laughs) Gears 5, and we were all like, Okay, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, if, if that was all we would have gotten from Gears last year, I would have been so disappointed. Yeah. Because, I mean, Funko is a brand that exists. I know some people love it a whole lot. Oh, come I, on! Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> when I think Gears, that's not really what I think of. Um, that being said, like, I'm kind of curious about it. Like, just to see, like, what they do with that as a game and, like, what that looks like as a mobile game. Um, also, if Gears Pop doesn't have, like, Hip squeaky voices like that. They have to. Yeah. It's got to happen. It'd be so weird if they didn't. Oh, I almost pushed on my glasses. Nice. My glasses today. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but tactics, I'm really, really interested yeah. in it because Me I think too. it just it boils down like Gears gameplay in such a great way. And I want to see what that looks like and what we'll be getting on PC. So Yeah. And it's unfortunately not slated for an Xbox release right now, which mm-hmm. is disappointing in the sense of, well, we saw Halo Wars 
do a great job. Yeah, on, as an Xbox game. Of course, it it's actually started as an Xbox game, and then for Halo Wars Two, they had a PC version mm-hmm. right alongside. So yeah, it is kind of a bummer that, that this is PC only. But um, yeah, I want to play it too because I think Gears would lend itself like Halo with Halo Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean. Halo Gears didn't start off as a strategy game the way that Halo did way way back, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think Gears would adapt well to a strategy format with you know with the with the cog and and the uh, and the locust. Yeah, you know, for bringing be... it back then, there's there's a lot of history where they can explore yeah. within that universe, and I just want to see more of it because it felt like that was such a quick reveal on the last E3. So it'd be nice to get just get a little bit more on that before they move on. To yeah, you think uh, so? Tell me, what do you think? Is that game going to come out this year? Because Gears 5 is certainly coming out this year. I would say no. Yeah. I think that would maybe wait for 2020 on that. Like, space out your Gears stuff. And I think that's probably good, too. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It would it would seem like just killing its... They'd it's be just killing lot. their own thing. Yeah, it's like, why, why have them compete with each other, you know? Right. I mean, even if, if, even if uh, Tactics is only on PC, it's still, you know... If, as a person who likes Gears a lot, I'm going to prioritize 5 over Tactics right. because I want to know more about the story. And, and Gears 5 so. is on PC. Yeah. So you, you really would be competing with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be on Xbox. Uh, Gears Tactics may not be on Xbox, but right. Gears 5 is on PC. Yeah. So, so there it is. Uh, okay. So give me another one, Miranda. Keep it. Let's keep this train rolling. Oh, man. Me again? Yeah, you again. All right. Uh, another simple one. I would guess that we will get a new Elite Control revealed. Is this finally the year? Oh, please. <laughs> please. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I thought about that one when I was when we talked about like we're going to do this this week. All right, yeah. and I sat down to think about what are what are my what are my predictions? What do I want to go on the air with? That crossed my mind, but so, but I stopped myself because I thought, you know what? At this point, we've mm-hmm. waited this long. We still haven't got it. I think they will do it, but. On 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 Anaconda on Scarlet and yes. so any you know any little tweaks that they might make to the controller obviously all, all the we're I think I don't know if it's a hundred percent confirmed but it's like ninety five percent guaranteed that all Xbox One stuff is going to work uh, with with the new console but yeah any they, they they might still the default controller that's included with the right. system could have some little you know ergonomic tweaks or what have you so I think. I think that the Elite 2.0 will be with that. So I was thinking that they could announce it and officially confirm that, hey, this will work with your Xbox One X and the new Xbox. Yeah. And so this yeah, is like true. their introduction to it. And it'd be kind of a quick thing, right? Because I don't think they would want to spend a lot of time on here's a controller right? Uh, when they can show so much more. So I think that would make sense there. But also, again, I could see them putting on a side stream and just announcing it then in the press release. What do you want out of, out of a new, <clears throat> pardon me, a new Elite? Um... So I have a new one that a fan sent me, which is very, 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 very kind of them and sent them very thankful message for that. Um, and just based on the reviews that I've seen of the Elite for people who have had it for a long time is just its durability. Like it just it just needs to be more stable. It just needs to be better put together. And so I think that's really what it needs to be. Um, I would like to see more colors. <laughs> I know it's like yeah, a very no. silly thing. No, it's but not. I mean, if I'm having it's this that special money. controller, yeah. I want it to look different. Like yes. I want it to really feel like this, this kind of... Like, this is my special controller. Like, obviously, it looks a little different when you, like, glance at them. But 
I think my favorite controller as far as design is um, is my Sea of Thieves controller. Like it is beautiful. Yes. It's like golden trigger. It has like oh the tooth. Yeah, ones. the gold it's tooth. So beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But then I I look at my Elite controller, which is nice and sleek. But uh, I I just wish I'd see a little bit different design from that and something that just makes it look a little bit more special. Uh, the white one they released is nice as well, but again, it's just black and white. Like, give me something cooler. Like, give me gradients or s- something, you know? Totally fair. Yeah, I've had one since it came out, because I think I reviewed it for us, and then I just never brought it back to the office. <laughs> um, it is property of IGN, but it lives with me. That's fine. Uh, yeah, my A button is, like, sticky now. Yeah. I, I don't have... Well, now. I, the, the common complaint I see from a lot of elite owners is, I think it's the... I want to say... Now I'm blanking out. I think it's the bumpers or triggers i think i saw the bumpers too was, yeah i think it was one, but any one case, of those yeah I, yeah my a button is sticky so yeah i could i could i could do for i could go for a new one but yeah it does <clears throat> it is a great controller and i do recommend it but yeah at this point like you certainly wouldn't recommend anybody buy one before e3 just right. in case, <laughs> just in case right? you know yeah i feel like i've been holding out for so long uh but they just you know haven't said anything, so. Fair enough. We it could be the time. I yeah, I hope so. I, I hope I you're just, right. I just want to. I want to see them announce so many things. Like they just keep hyping up. It's like this is gonna be the biggest one yet. You know, we have so much to show. It's our year, and I'm yeah. like, okay, great. Here's my wish list. Please fill them all. <laughs> Thank you. It's like your it's your list for Santa. You <laughs> yeah, like pretty much. mailed it to to North Pole care of Phil Spencer. <laughs> yeah. You know, one Microsoft way or whatever We're the address together is. together right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think uh, Fable is going to officially be teased with confirmation that it's Playground. So by, by that, I'm talking about it might just be a little quick thing of music, a logo that either says Fable 4, mm-hmm. or I think more likely it's going to be a reboot at this point. I think they're, That'd be fine you know, new developer, yeah. it's been a while, Fable 4. Three wasn't super well received. It was I a, love Fable Three. I know. I mean, it's a good game, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, yeah, it sort of has a bit of a stink on it, like yeah, fairly absolutely. or not. Yeah. So I think a reboot is probably the way they will go. Uh, so maybe just music, logo, and then the Playground Games logo. Where everybody will be like, "Oh yeah, that's going to be good." Um, but yeah, I I don't think we'll see it for a while because mm-hmm. um, you know we we talked about this. A lot after the studio, all the studio acquisitions that Microsoft made, right? And they're still staffing up. They'd been staffing up that second team at Playground, uh, presumably to work on Fable. That's game. I, I really, really, really doubt it's a launch game. I think it's probably the like a year later. So let's if it's if whether the whether we're looking at a fall or spring 2020 yeah. Scarlet release, I, I think maybe Fable could be one of their big games for fall 2021. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, maybe even 2022, depending. I just don't know, you know, how development is I don't think on I, that. I, I definitely would not want that to be a launch title, just because I think I, I need these bigger games to be released, you know, with some time in between. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that that's a fair estimate, about like a year later. Yeah, so but, that's, but I do think, They'll they need they'll need something uh, to show something from all the studio acquisitions, mm-hmm. but a lot of them like you know we've we've kind of gone and analyzed these before. A lot of those teams that they acquired are coming either they either just came off big projects or were just finishing them up. So yeah. you know there's not a lot of seemingly not a lot of those new studios 
would have anything necessarily ready to show, let alone ship this year or maybe even next. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe Ninja Theory might have something because Hellblade was a good was that three years ago now. I think, and then they they ported it so. over to Xbox. Yeah, it's come out on so many new systems since it originally yeah. came out, so it feels like it's a new a newer game than it actually is. Um, but yeah, I think like so Ninja Theory, maybe, but you know Playground, obviously they're the A team <laughs> or at least Team One works on Forza Horizon, and the rumor is there is no Forza this year because it, it would be Motorsports turn. Mm-hmm. Um, which would mean seemingly that that would push Horizon back as well, and thus where I'd previously thought that Horizon would launch with Scarlet, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Instead, Motorsport 8 would, and then Horizon would be the following right. holiday, which would be fine. I'm all for, that I mean, for me. let, let Playground and the, the literal wizards that work there <laughs> have an extra year on new tech. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a good deal. Uh, to me. So let's see. Oh, yeah. August. Okay. 2017. August 2017 for Hellblade. So it's been two years. Two years. So yeah, they might. I don't know if they'll have anything for release this fall, but probably ready to announce something. Yeah. But then you've got uh, Obsidian, Mm -hmm. who had just come off Pillars of Eternity, Deadfire. Mm -hmm. And then their other team is on the Outer Worlds Mm -hmm. for private division, the sort of quote-unquote indie label from 2K. So you got to figure the, the, the Pillars team, they're not, they're not going to be ready f- to have anything. No. You know, they'll have just started on whatever their first official Microsoft project is. Mm-hmm. Um, Undead Labs just shipped State of Decay last year. Yep. So you've got, you know, cross them off the list. Coalition is obviously readying Gears now and then Gears Tactics, you're right. Well, you know, we'll see something there. Mm-hmm. Three four three is on Halo Infinite, obviously, and uh, Turn Ten, the aforementioned Forza, Forza Motorsport Eight, I guess for next year for launch of the console. So that doesn't leave. And then In Exile uh, was the other RPG studio. They're on Wasteland Three right now. Right. They're still working. On, they're still developing that game. And to my knowledge, they're not a large team. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. So, so. they're you know they're not going to have anything new to show, right? And who am I leaving out? I mean, that's the initiative is the <laughs> is the you know new from the ground up. They're yeah, still hiring. Z- yeah, zero chance. I f- I feel like maybe zero point one percent chance they would show anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> I so agree with you. Yeah, it's very upset. Like we're still hiring. We need this and this and I mean, this. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you guys pull many years until you say something. I think they're. Ta- I mean, they're tasked with the. Quadruple, quadruple A, a. like what does that even mean? <laughs> well, it, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they are tasked with making the next Halo, not literally Halo, but right, the next, next Halo caliber flagship like, franchise. You know, yeah. Naughty Dog like you know Halo, uh, you know that that caliber. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> they're going to be luck, guys. Yeah. they're going to be probably uh, staying quiet for a while while they build whatever they're going to build. A little bit of work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean yeah that's uh that's just about everybody. Yeah. So, it's there just aren't a lot of Anyway, that just circles me back to Fable, you know. You could tease Fable, it's something people know. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you could get away with 
teasing just a logo for and people would get excited. Absolutely. Whereas a, a, a new property from one of the new studios, you can't just put a logo up and expect people to get fired up. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Fable, you can you could get this guy fired up for yeah. sure. And we know what to expect from it, at least from what we've played before. Yes. And just having an idea of like confirming the studio, then we have, you know, all of our questions kind of fulfilled for now. So, all right. I know every year there are uh, there's always a, a generous unlocked listener that keeps score of our predictions. Oh yeah, so, just the two of us is easier. Yeah, so. it, it is easier to keep score with just the two of us. So, if anybody wants to volunteer to do that, um, I know half points are always it's a it's a there are half points possible if you're partially right. Okay. On your prediction. Cool. Well, we have a lot. So, <laughs> so we'll see we'll see how we did in two weeks. Yeah. But uh, for now. Let's move on to the news. I'm going to go on record and say, I don't think we need those other guys. I think you and I are doing a great job. We're doing fine. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, all you're fired. From the show, at least. (laughs) Look at that. Look how quick that was. Miranda just just gave him the axe. You're done. (laughs) No, uh, No. we missed you guys. Come back soon. Yeah. Uh, Okay. The news. The dominated this week by, really, Call of Duty. Call of Duty 2019. Shocking news. There will be a Call of Duty game this year. It is Infinity Ward's turn as things have gone. We talked last week about the big shakeup. But for now, for 2019, no (laughs) shakeup. It is Infinity Ward's turn. And the the internets are alleging that this year's game is a Modern Warfare game, but not Modern Warfare 4, but instead Call of Duty colon... Modern Warfare. When I say that, Miranda, you are uh, one of, if not the biggest Call of Duty fan in this office. What emotions go through your your mind? When just, a, just, just what? <laughs> it's just what? It's like really. I mean, I mean, Modern Warfare is so beloved in like the Call of Duty fandom and. Kind of retreading. That's weird. Especially, it's like, hey guys, we're just we're just kicking up the floor, and now it's and now it's a new game. <laughs> well, what? Okay, so what do you so. think it would if that's true? If mm-hmm. that that is accurate? Yeah. What do you picture when you picture a game that is called that you know nothing else about that is simply called Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Well, to me, that says a reboot. Yeah. That says they're taking what we know of Modern Warfare and just redoing it all, which is to me very boring just because like seeing these reboots when it's just barely a little bit more than 10 years after something came out is just really uninspired and we see this so much in hollywood and spider-man yeah of course we have a great spider-man now we do so what if (laughs) this could be great too so okay so this one's gonna be fine and then when they reboot it again later, okay. we're going to find the perfect Modern Warfare. <laughs> right, third time's the charm. Yeah, it's like everyone, oh, yes, I love Modern Warfare. And then, you know, we just... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that we had... So with Tobey Maguire... Yeah, no, that's, where I was, that's exactly where I was going. Like, wait a minute, we're, you're, we're heading into the Andrew Garfield phase? <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're going oh, no. to do. So <laughs> when, then, when do we get to the Tom Holland phase? <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're saying. So just in a few years, guys, we will get the, the better version of Modern Warfare. 
Um, no, it's goofs aside, I, I think it's weird for them to kind of go back to this. Um, I think what, what we were talking about with Infinity Ward is that they're still kind of all these studios just have to like kind of find their rhythm, right? And like their identity for like what their Call of Duties look like. And it's yeah. kind of been shaken up as these studios themselves have been shaken up a lot. Infinity Ward felt like they're kind of getting their flow, um, as did Sledgehammer. Yes. But again, people leaving just makes, especially people right. high up leaving, that kind of shape what their their identities of their games are. Oh, absolutely. Um, and their tones. And it's it's hard to say what this is going to look like if they're retreading someone else's child essentially it's like hey you guys did this before we're a different team now and we want to try this again and i i mean i'm super skeptical because i i prefer seeing new things and and i know it's hard for call of duty because if you're doing a new call of duty every year there's only so much you can bring to the table without like just you know going to space or something and they, they've done that right it's like the simpsons so like more. simpsons did it <laughs> like yeah. oh call of duty 17 did it five years ago yeah exactly so it's like there's only so many places you can go so it'll be really interesting to see what their vision is for this i think that's what i'm most curious about yeah. it's like what do they keep the same are they doing the same characters is it like the same story just like new um i mean obviously the four is gone so <laughs> that that's a change. <laughs> well, let me give you. So, I, I, I generally I try to be optimistic in life and in video games because, after all, these are toys we're talking about. These yeah. are these are sources of enjoyment. It's a hobby. Yeah. Uh, let me give you a an example of how right this could possibly go. Doom 2016. That's true. Yeah. That is a game. I was in the same boat you are before that. Before we learned about what Doom ultimately was going to be in mm-hmm. 2016 because it had been in development for a while. This, I mean, seems to be on a regular Call of Duty clockwork, but okay, just roll with me here. <laughs> you know, okay, there yeah. was a new Doom game in development. It had been in quite a while. It's like, well, a lot of the original talent that made the Dooms that I loved is long gone. John Carmack, John Romero, um, a lot of those folks had, had moved on. Oh, can it, you know, can a new Doom possibly be, can it even hold a candle to the originals? And it turned out that they, this mix of old Doom talent from id Software and new talent that came in who grew up on Doom. Yeah. Managed to find this incredibly perfect formula of making it feel and have sort of the soul of the original doom but very much in a modern context with a with a modern um appeal to it and it turned out to be one of my favorite shooters in years mm-hmm. so it can go right it is it is not impossible absolutely for modern warfare to go right because seemingly that's what we have here is uh new talent because obviously you know they had hired the those naughty dog Folks, a couple of those two leads uh, for that they were, you know, touting back with Infinite Warfare, mm-hmm. and then presumably there are there are still people there that were there. You know, Jason West and Vince Ampella didn't take everyone for with sure. them to respawn. They did take a lot of people. Yeah, but so yeah, this mix of old and new talent at Infinity Ward uh, on a on a rebooted Modern Warfare. It's got a shot. Yeah, and I mean, I never want to discredit new talent either. Like, of course, you want new 
new people coming into the space to like kind of innovate, right? And yes. See, it's like, hey, I know what we loved about these old things, but maybe these things don't work anymore and we can change them this way to be more modern. And that's always important. Um, I think maybe the coolness about this is that it's stripping it of some of the flashinesses we've seen in a lot of more modern Call of Duties and just kind of keeping it back into a simple focus on like the gunplay, right? Um, and getting that good um, time to kill, just perfecting all those little details that we'd come to love about Call of Duty and um, seeing what more of a modern, modern warfare looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's very goofy. Um, there's one thing that I I will flip this table okay. if it turns out that this, is, that this game is real and if it doesn't, have a campaign in it, I'll flip the table. Because if you're going to yeah. reboot Modern Warfare, which has the best Call of Duty campaign ever, mm-hmm. the Modern Warfare 1, Call of Duty 4, mm-hmm. I know there are people out there that prefer Modern Warfare 2's campaign. I will I will respectfully disagree, but certainly not not to argue with you over opinion, your opinion. I think, I think Call of Duty 4 has hands down the best campaign the series has ever had but yeah if you're going to reboot modern warfare it damn well better have not only a campaign but a good one yeah you better bring it (laughs) i i don't see a world where they do this and not have a campaign but last year they they told us hey uh, when you don't need a campaign whatever give us your 60 dollars here's uh here's blackout here's a multi a rich multiplayer suite and here's uh zombies yeah so they just told us a year ago, less than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that a campaign is not necessary. I don't see them doing that again. Well, you, I really hope you're right because <laughs> if they're not, and the and the future of Call of Duty is is a campaign free one, and you're going to drop a Modern Warfare reboot on me, right? I'm going to yeah. be upset. Yeah, I think taking the same, <laughs> uh, just taking the name and saying we're doing this, but no campaign would just be a little, a little weird. Yeah. So, so we'll right. see. Um, yep. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll, uh, I'm sure one way or the other, we will have more to talk about that very soon. Mm-hmm. Now, the only other real big news story I wanted to talk about uh, this week is Dead Island 2. Remember that game? No. I know. You're, yeah, I say, <laughs> I mean, you were probably high, yeah. in junior high when that... No, not quite that, <laughs> I, but um, I might not be what, too far what was off. was it? It's was been a 20, while. I looked this up earlier. It's like, the, it was announced in like 2015? Maybe even 2014. But... Um, hmm. Yeah, if you want to check my math on that, we'll see. But the point being here, Dead Island 2 is somehow not dead. It is Alive Island 2. <laughs> and there was a so there was a THQ Nordic financial uh, a fiscal co- a call, pardon me, uh, last week, late last week, over uh, and it included a a slide during their presentation. Mm-hmm. That, and that slide had on it a number of upcoming releases from the uh, increasingly large portfolio publisher. They got a lot of projects in the works, like 80 games in the works, they said. Yeah, I looked over the story. It's just, that's, that's a lot of games. I mean, I'm sure a lot I'm of them interested. are mobile, which is, you know, can be turned out much more quickly, but mm-hmm. that is a lot of video games. I mean, you know, they've been buying up or not, IPs yeah, so much. left and right, um, sort of those dormant middle tier kind of IPs. You know, they bought the Destroy All Humans IP. They've mm-hmm. got uh, Darksiders under their umbrella now, all this stuff. But uh, And Dead Island 2 is, of course, one of their titles. So the CEO of THQ Nordic, uh, Lars Wingefors, he said, quote, Dead Island 2 
still being worked on. Stay tuned. <laughs> and the slide showed a logo for Dead Island 2 and just confirmed that it's still coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. No other information. It's kind of funny looking at the people also ask section on Google when you look up Dead Island 2. Yeah. The top results are, has Dead Island 2 been released? Has it been canceled? <laughs> are they still making it? Yeah. What happened to the yeah, new Dead Island? Those are all Yeah, very fair valid questions. questions because obviously it's just been kind of, I, I forgot this was in development I did too, time. honestly. Right. I'd, I'd written it off. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a dismissive, like... I mean, just been so quiet. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So what year, when was it announced? It was... You got it there? Now. So 2014 or 2015? Are we on four years or five with this game? Okay. It was announced um, at Sony's E3 2014 press conference. Five years. That is a long time. Five years. My goodness. Well, uh... Okay, this is one of those times where I'm not in I'm not in the industry on the development or business side. So, you know, I take what I take my armchair speculation with a grain of salt, but like I, I would be curious to talk to a business person in the industry and ask, like, just again, innocently, wh- why not cancel this? Like why if it's been in development in some way, shape, or form for five years. How can you possibly recoup your cost on that? Right. So the change devs in 2016. Right. So that was kind of a refresher there. But then the, 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 the all the work before that's a sunk cost. Right. That money's gone. So it's all it's still part of the game's budget. It's <laughs> just sure. not from this new develop. It's uh, Techland now, right? It's Sumo Digital. Oh, Sumo. That's right. It was Techland. It was Jaeger Development. Hey, God, why am I? Okay, well, I'm just an idiot. It was 26. It was a long time ago. I don't. No one can blame me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for going easy on me. Yep. Boy, yeah. So, and Sumo just came off of Crackdown Three. At least one of their teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they they presumably have had another team that's also been some number of them that have been working on Dead Island 2. And for all we know, maybe all the maybe the entire team or maybe the crackdown team's now rolling on to Dead Island 2 at this point. Yeah. But man, I mean, the one answer that comes to mind of my own question of why keep this going is that they see franchise potential mm-hmm. and that if maybe they don't make up their money on two, but maybe with three... And four, they would. Yeah, like maybe some of the assets they're developing now, they can kind of reutilize for the next one, have it a little bit yeah. of a turnaround, and they see how this could like kind of build up and be a better game. I mean, again, I, I, I don't want to see this canceled. If it's going to be a good game, sure. You know, I don't, and I certainly don't want to see any like developers out of work or you know. So I'm not saying any of that. I'm just right. sort of from a from a business perspective, like, man, how has this game not been canceled? Right, and I think there's also a history of just games being announced and tweaked forever and then sometimes it's good sometimes it's not and yeah you just kind of got to roll with it final fantasy 7 remake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is Aww. coming to xbox just not first ps4 yeah. for ps4 first i mean whenever i think of this kind of weird development cycle i think of fortnite yeah i mean that's definitely that's like a yeah. weird a weird it's a historical one sure. case yes yeah and maybe an outlier especially since it was it was announced in 2011 and then re- officially released in 2017 yeah it was it it was at a few at least a few judges days mm. th- th- that i went to and we were all like and by the second or third one we were all kind of like this isn't still this is still isn't out yet 
Yeah. And then who got the last laugh? Epic got the last yeah. laugh. Like, oh, it's the biggest game ever, or at least in the world right now. Yeah. So. so I mean, I guess the, the difference, too, with Dead Island, and it hasn't been in every judge's week, and it's not constantly reminding us that it's there. It was just a, hello, by the way, yes. Yeah. We're still, we're still working on it. Don't worry. That, that's fine, too. So we'll see. I mean, I wonder if it will show up on Microsoft Stage. Yeah. This year, since they're the only third-party stage there is, and Deep Silver's not doing their own press conference. Or, sorry, <laughs> THQ Nordic. It was a Deep Silver. Mm-hmm. Well, I've just got my my history all jumbled up with this Did game. Did you know that there are a lot of publishers and studios <laughs> out there? They acqu- THQ acquired Deep Silver, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely so, wrong. No, there's there's so much. There's a kernel of truth in the, in the innocent lies that I accidentally spout. But, um, yeah, I wonder if we might see it at E3 this year, or if they... You know, if this was purely just a fiscal, like, hey, this still exists, and <laughs> they'll show it later. Right. Either way, I'm curious to see what it's turned into. Me too. One other note, though, here uh, before we wrap things up is uh, the that slide that I mentioned that showed a bunch of THQ Nordic's projects. One of them, towards the bottom, it shows Top Secret Volition Project. Ooh. What do you think that is? I liked your notes in thinking that it could be a Saints Row reboot. Yeah, because I think that was my idea. that was my first thought too. Was yeah. they're gonna because Agents of Mayhem, if you remember, and mm-hmm. you probably don't because it's just un, unfortunate that game just came and went. Mm-hmm. It was we did an I we revealed that game with IG at first. Yep. It was a exclusive reveal, and it just it just never seemed to grab people's attention. Um, either through our coverage or all the way up through when it came out. It just sort of... It, and it was fine. Like, it was a fun game. Mm-hmm. I think we gave it a 7-something when it came out. I think its its review good. scores were generally around there. Um, are you going to give me a good sneeze? Oh, no. No? No? It's, it, it passed. Just, it was oh, real bad. It went, Sorry, guys. <laughs> it went I, back I into your brain? Yeah. It was just, anyway. Miranda has the best sneezes. I sneeze a lot today, especially. <laughs> Apologies. Um, I've also been sniffling a lot, sorry. Um, no, it's quite all right. It's still that time of year. Uh, yeah, but with Volition and Saints Row, so Agents of Mayhem didn't really click the same way. And with, I think, Saints Row, there was always the question, like, what do you do next? Right, like, they, they painted was, themselves into a corner. Yeah, so seeing like a reboot or some sort of thing with that, I think with, with new tech and stuff, you could make it just bigger, better, kind of more explosive, crazier sort yeah. of game. Yeah, and th- again, like like Fable, I think you're right. This is another one where a reboot makes a ton of sense because they can more so than like a Call of Duty on Warfare. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, they could but... uh, they could bring it back. You know, maybe start it a little more grounded, but with some of the goofy elements rather than like have it be where they left off, which is was like superheroes or hell or yeah. superheroes in hell. I don't quite <laughs> remember where where it left off. I know. You know, three, I think, is the peak of the series. I know there are, there are some uh, ride or die Saints Row two fans out mm-hmm. there. Plenty, all full respect to you guys. For me, three was where it was perfected. Four was just a bridge too far for me. It just got a little too nuts. And then there was there was like a uh, standalone expansion or mm-hmm. two. There was the there was get get out of hell, and there might have been one other thing in there too. Anyway. Um, yeah, Saints Row was the first thing I thought of as well. But then uh, Dan Stapleton, who I sit next to, had, gave an equal 
probability answer, I think, and that is could be a new red faction. Yeah. Because um, you know, a minute ago when I when when my brain was super jumbled over what THQ Nordic owned and and whatnot, um, the the long story short is the red faction IP is now once again in Volition's control. Mm-hmm. It hadn't been after the uh, THQ bankruptcy auction years ago. Right. THQ right. Nordic had bought the IP. Deep Silver had bought Volition. So Volition couldn't make a Saints, uh, pardon me, a Red Faction game. But And now THQ Nordic has acquired Deep Silver. So Volition has their own IP back, which is... Awesome. That's always exciting. It's so it's like, great. I'm so like, glad you got your baby back. Yeah. I mean, that's just such good news for certainly for them and hopefully for gamers as well. And we did just get that uh, remastered edition of, <laughs> of Red Faction. So, you know, seemingly maybe testing the waters there. Raising the interest. Yes. And just maybe getting people caught up. And it's a good starting point if they were to announce something new. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the key to a Red Faction game versus a Saints Row game would be. Uh, you'd have to bring a next generation version of their GeoMod destruction engine. Right. That was the whole hook of. I mean, not that it wasn't a good game otherwise. It was a good. It was a good game otherwise. But when you think of Red Faction, you think of in, the insane destructibility, mm-hmm. particularly with. Uh, I mean, Guerrilla was not the last game. Armageddon was the last game, but Red Faction Guerrilla was the the I think the best one. Um, that was on 360. And, uh, yeah, so I wonder, does the programming talent, do the same programmers that wrote the Geomod engine still work there? Maybe. I don't know. You know, I, I just have no idea. Or right. if not, you know, you got to hire some, you got to bring in some folks if you don't have them already who who really could uh, make a piece of technology that focuses on that. So, yeah, I think I think a Saints Row reboot or a new Red Faction are, it's, it's I would bet... In and out lunch for sure. That it's, it's one of those. Okay. There's. Yeah. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that Volition's next project is a new IP. Or I think it's it's one of those two. I think actually, like talking about it more, I almost preferred Red Faction just because we have had so much Saints Row. Yes. And we've had so much. We and have. It's been a great time. We did some crazy. Sh- <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, we've been cursing, and like I don't curse on the shows. And I was like, we've, we've just done some crazy shit. Like, it's yeah. great. Maybe we move on to something different. There are other IP. Yeah. Especially since it's now back with them. Right. They haven't been able to make a Red Faction game since Armageddon, yeah. which was, I want to say... I just had it up here. You're going to look... Thank you. Yeah, double yeah. check me. But I want to say that was something like 2011... Let's play Test Ryan's Memory! Watch Wait, Ryan lose again. your final answer, 2011. Yeah, that's my final answer. You're correct. Yes, I'm not totally, I haven't totally lost it. Yeah, 20, I mean, that's that's eight years. That's a long, long time. So they're probably, you know, well, to your point of, of them getting their baby back, like that's, if that happens to you, think about that. A thing that you developed from nothing mm-hmm. and worked for years on between Red Faction 1, 2, Gorilla, and Armageddon, you know, you're you're at Volition, you've built this up, you're proud of it, and then your publisher that owns you goes under, you get auctioned off to the highest bidder, 
your job and your studio is saved. That's good. You go to Deep Silver. But the thing you created, Red Faction, doesn't go with you. It goes Mm -hmm. somewhere else. That sucks. But then through chances of fate, you get it back. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to probably make a new one, right? Yeah, you're gonna want to. You're not just gonna leave it sitting collecting dust on the shelf. Yeah, I guess depending on who's calling the shots, I would say they probably would want to say, "Hey, now that we have this back, we should do something with yeah, it." Yeah, exactly. Just that's fine. <laughs> so we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. The more we talk, the more I'm convinced it's red faction. And now I'm just sure. like, well, obviously it's got to be red faction. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, that sure. is. Uh, I said just those kind of two key news stories this week. Hopefully, you enjoyed our E3 predictions as well. Uh, loot box. Should I give you a chance by yourself, or should I wait? I think it's a little unfair for me to be the only one. Who Is it trivia. okay? All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll take a free point. Right, I should say that's tr- uh, for trivia. For loot box, loot let's box. see here. We got a good question. Uh, what's this? I don't know how much time we have though. It's been it's been an hour. You know, why don't we wrap here? We can hang on to these. Week. Yeah, th- these are always more fun as roundtable discussions. So we'll we'll uh, we'll be nice. Yeah. And let our coworkers back in on the fun, mm-hmm. but uh, that means we are done. And oh, so, yeah. Miranda Sanchez, mm-hmm. this was super fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this was unlocked three ninety five. What are you working on? What should we be? I, I know one thing you're going to say, so go ahead and oh, say yes, it. Yes, of course, E three Games Wiki. So if you want to uh, check out all my hard work, uh, I scrape. Twitter and the rest of the internet every single morning to find out any new games that have been confirmed officially for E3. So please check that out. Um, we also have a very nice conference schedule with multiple time zones and like kind of where you can watch the E3 conferences. It's really useful. Yeah, so like just keep those bookmarked. And then as things are revealed on these conferences, we have individual conference pages, and those are completely fleshed out with everything that was announced. Like uh, we'll also have like the VOD of the conference. So please check out that guide. It's my baby for several years now and I've been taking care of it it's it's like kind of I think a toddler at this point I don't know I mean it's been in other hands before <laughs> but this is my version of it so <laughs> I you don't still know. have to care and feed it though yeah pretty it's, much it's like, not self-sufficient it kind of hibernates after e3 for a while and then like in February it wakes up in my right hey I'll give you some attention now so, <laughs> so my, this is my relationship with the what page <laughs> anyway uh so that's kind of one of my big things i also have um another piece going up this week um from part of my trip to japan uh nice. so i went to the people who made the anime kill a kill and also the guilty gear developers and a plus who made the little witch academia video game and talked to them about their upcoming project which is kill a kill the game if which is an interesting title, and it huh. makes a lot of sense whenever you talk about it. Um, and I interviewed all of their teams about how this game kind of came to be and sort of their trials in making this game possible. And it's really interesting, so I hope you'll give that very long piece of read whenever it goes up. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll remind you again more next week, but uh, you can watch all of the E3 activities, including our, you know, our E3 live show, where we'll have games on every 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. showing off new stuff. You know, that runs all week. So that and the press conferences, all that, uh, you can watch it on the IGN Xbox One app. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, uh, our Twitch, Twitch channel, yep. our the homepage. Um, a- anywhere we are, we'll be airing all that stuff. So, uh, And then we mentioned IGN.com slash E3 is our E3 sort of homepage. So do yep. check that out. We, we try to make it as easy as possible for you to to follow along with all things E3. 
Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Um, I don't think I've... Well, I have a big preview of a thing posting later this week. Okay. So um, look out for that. Y- you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> I-, I guess I'll put it that way. So um, very curious to see the reaction to that piece once it in that game once it goes up. But otherwise, I think... That will do it. So, for Miranda Sanchez, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked 395. We'll see you one more time before E3 next week. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.